Today for the podcast, we have Shamnad Julian Sr., Nick Braun, and we'll be talking about the global economic effects of the coronavirus. Nick just finished a paper on this topic, and I'd love for him to elaborate on it. Nick, now that I have you here, can you just explain to me why you picked this topic? Well, first of all, thank you for having me, big man. It's always a pleasure. Um, I picked this topic because, um, you know, over quarantine over the summer, it was a difficult time with a lot of a lot of nothing going on. So um, became interested in the economy, hearing it, hearing it over the news and stuff. Um, became something uh, I wanted to learn more about and got my own job and realized taxes were a thing. So that was just more incentive to learn about the economy and taxes, job creation, what have you. And this culminated to this paper where I was given the opportunity to write about a global issue for uh, my global issues class. Um, and it kind of just went from there. Now, if you're someone listening to this podcast, why should you care about this topic? Um, this topic affects everyone, whether they realize it or not. It affects taxes. It affects the markets and how things will be priced from here on out. Um, it affects trades and national debts. Um, we're lucky to live in the United States of America, of course, um, where it affects us, but not nearly as hard as it does developing countries like Mexico, India, Peru. And I want to shed light on some of the countries that have done well, some of the countries who haven't done so well and why that is. Good answer, boss. I do have a question for you. You, sh- you said you wanted to shed light on who did good and you know whose economy suffered. Uh, could you just give me some examples of you know, whose economy kind of didn't take as big as a hit in which countries like really suffered? Oh, yeah, no problem. Um, well, if you're talking about global attitudes, of course, which is a big indicator for um, how the countries actually fared, most of the major countries had a positive, uh, did not have a positive view of their economy. Um, in fact, um, the largest positive um, opinion on the um the global economy was Denmark with a rating of 70 por- 74% of people thinking that the economy is good, while only four countries having a positive perception of their current economic situation, which is Germany, Netherlands, Sweden, and Denmark. And what they have in common is they were on very limited shutdown, didn't shut down the local businesses. Um, they're pretty much back to normal at this point. They have very low number uh, corona cases and a very low death rate compared to a lot of other countries. So this helped them uh, maintain fairly stagnant, some minor losses, but nothing compared to things you see from more developing countries. It is interesting that uh, these countries who have a good perception on it are the ones that the government didn't have such a, a strong influence on shutdown and regulating uh, the economy uh, like you see in those, like you said, developing countries. Yeah. Uh, I'd like you to, I was reading through, I'd like you to touch on um, the the tourism and, and shutting down the economy and what that's meant for some countries. All right. Um, sure thing. Thank you for reading the paper, by the way. I really appreciate no it. No problem. Um, well, in a, an article I was reading by Peter McKenna, it sheds light on uh, the tourism of Canada and how that's really affected them right now. And you might not think of Canada as the first country that comes to mind. I wouldn't. I honestly wouldn't, no. Well, for tourism, but it's really, really affected them. Uh, According to that article, um, 
from the lockdowns, uh, it could easily exceed over $6 billion per month lost and uh, 800,000 people have lost their jobs um, just because of parks closing, wow. all that kind of jazz and uh, not very good. Um, this is, and of course, this is coming from Peter McKenna of the Winnipeg Free Press. And it shows just the complete economic struggles and the despair they have right now. And very interesting article. Very sad stuff. Now, wh where is your stance on this? Well, I believe, of course, in safety. But the economic effects are so great that um, it affects not just right now for the millions and millions of people losing their jobs, but in the long term, how kids will go hungry and countries won't see the economic numbers of that they might have seen last year for a lifetime and people will be suffering for years and years and years to come. And it's very sad to know that there's nothing I can personally do about it, but can only give advice for things to slowly open back up again. That's great. That's great. You did, you did just say it's going to, this is going to be a problem for years to come. Just, just kind of go more in depth with that one. Well, um, according to the United Nations, there have been 124 million lost jobs in Latin America alone. And to put this in perspective for you, if one lost job equals one inch, you could travel from Dayton to Washington, D.C., which is roughly 2,208,333 feet. Wow. This is, it's, it's completely awful. These are irrevocable job losses and if this was your family you wouldn't know how to deal with it uh, millions of kids will go hungry this is why you need to care about things like this because so many people are suffering and just seeing a number doesn't truly put it into perspective that's true that's true um furthermore like the economy in america isn't doing great but Really, in comparison to other countries like Peru, which lost 30.2% on the GDP, and even the United Kingdom, who it's an expected negative 21.7% um, decline, it's we're really fortunate. Even mm -hmm. there's been so much pent-up frustration in America mm -hmm. that you don't really see what it is going towards. Mm -hmm. Yeah, you do realize we do have the lucky here. Um, especially, uh, considering other countries, um, how's, how's health been with you and, and your experience being in, in quarantine for all those months? Well, uh, I've been good, of course. Um, but if you look at the overall economic, well, the global numbers, I'm sorry, then, right. um, I wanted to get a little bit on you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> also touch on everyone else. I mean, yeah, you course. did write the paper. <laughs> I did write the paper. That's right. Um, uh, well, if you're looking at the majority of the workforce, you're looking at the under 60. And mm -hmm. according to our world and data, people, um, this is for under 50. There's been a roughly 98% survival rate. Um, of course, the 2% um, is horrible, and we can't mm -hmm. ignore that. But the risks are definitely just as great for the economy as they are for personal deaths. And uh, we can't ignore that. Um, if we continue on lockdown, then things just might be going worse for uh, feeding families, job, uh, the, the lack of job creation and stuff going on. And 
there's an expected law, worst case scenario loss of almost um, 2% of the global GDP mm-hmm. if things continue how they are. But with things I might suggest, then it would be nowhere near as bad. Mm-hmm. I would definitely agree that um, you are with the majority on, on your stance. Um, many people do want to get back to normal life. Um, so I, I'd just like to thank you for being on the podcast. Is there anything else you'd like to address? Um, stay safe, be happy, look, uh, look for the good in things. Mm-hmm. Ladies and gentlemen, Nick Braun. Thank, thank you, you so much, much for having me. Appreciate no it. No problem, boss.